1: Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show.
0: Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a, oh yeah. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to episode 103 of the Enterprise Now Podcast where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Phil Singleton of KC Web Designer. Phil's first love is helping companies generate more phone call leads and email inquiries so his clients can grow their revenues. We talk about recognizing customer buying patterns and how to use that to drive sales. We learn how to turn passion into happiness and how tenacity wins the day. All right, let's dig in. All right, Phil, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah. That is probably one of the better oh yes that we've had so far. So congratulations, <laughs> we'll take it, man. For the
1: end of the day here, we'll uh, love it.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, right off the bat, Phil, let me say thank you for taking the time out to talk with me. I know that you have about a hundred things to do, but you're here with me, so for that, I say thank you.
1: Hey, it's my privilege. Let me put it to you that way, because being a podcast of this caliber and to kind of invite me into your audience to kind of share some thoughts and ideas and discuss with you, it's it's really my privilege. So thanks so much for having me. Not a problem.
0: So one of the things that I always like to ask my guests right off the bat is to tell us about yourself. But I like to add a caveat to that. I want to know about you, but feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself.
1: I'm going to go back and let's start off in college because I'm actually here. I've got this agency today that make a decent living off. But if I roll it back to, I guess, junior senior year of college, I actually got a D in computer science and basically almost flunked out of the class. I always thought that's kind of ironic that somebody went to school you know, for business and finance and barely got by in the computer science class. Now, somehow from that time to now, ended up in digital marketing and kind of making a pretty good run out of it. So. That's kind of what ended up happening to me is I went to school, I got a job right out of college in the exciting world of insurance, right? I worked for a large insurance company, Aetna, actually in Connecticut after I got out of school. And it was like three, four years into it where I was like, just completely miserable. I was one of these jobs was in a kind of a beige building with beige carpet wearing beige pants in a cubicle watching the clock type of a thing. Mm. And it just felt like I was completely miserable. And if I didn't make a change, I was going to be like one of the corporate zombies that I was in the office with that had been there 20 or 30 years. So I made a really radical change just over the course of a two-week period where I was like, I'm kind of going crazy here. And I sold everything, packed my bags, bought two tickets, and moved to Asia. And yeah, this is going over like 20 years ago or so. So that's what I did, man. I packed up and I moved. And I actually lived in Asia a total of about 10 years. But I lived there for the first two years, ended up meeting my wife and studying Chinese and stuff, and then came back to the States got my MBA and then got a job that actually took me back there for another eight years or so. But long story short is kind of towards the middle or the end of my stay in in Taipei, Taiwan, which is where I was spent most of my time in Asia for a lot of different reasons. I just had this software company basically fall into my lap. And it was a consumer software company that sold software titles retail in the States and around the world, but they also sold a lot online. So when this software company kind of fell into my, my lap, and when I mean fell into my lap, it literally like was they had to shut down the States and move abroad. And I happened to be in Asia and they were like, hey, you've done some work for us. You're going to run our company out of Taiwan for a while. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. But what I learned in that short period of time that I ran this company was even back then, this is going back more than 15 years ago, a lot of the purchase process and the decisions that people were making to buy our software product, were essentially being driven by Google. So people searching online, clicking onto a website, seeing like a banner advertising on somebody's forum or blog, and then clicking through to our website and then buying the software. And what was really revolutionary to me was that we were paying these affiliate guys that own the sites where the traffic was coming from. Some of the guys were getting like 50% of the sale. So a $99 piece of software, we're giving them 50 bucks for each sale they brought in. Well, here I am learning this business kind of on the fly and in a real hurry, and we're writing checks to these affiliate marketers for like $50,000, $80,000 a month, some of them. And I was like, holy cow, these guys to just running websites, probably working an hour a day and getting all this money. And really, one of the software you know, companies that they represent, these guys are killing it. So it was really eye-opening for me. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to follow the IROI trail. And for me, that led back to Google and web design. So fast forward a little bit. We ended up selling that company. I moved back to the States in 2005. I ended up doing a little barter website. Again, you got to keep in mind here, I am not a graphic designer. I am not a coder. I just learned kind of SEO, kind of do it yourself just because of circumstance. So when we moved back to the States in 2005, I did this one thing where I I met this business owner. I did a little barter with him. He's basically an auto detailer. And I said, Hey, here you are selling these auto detailing jobs for $20 to $25 a detailed car to these dealerships because he was basically working for the dealers and not the end customer. And he was killing himself, but almost making like no money on him. I said, dude, if you had your own website, you could probably sell these auto detailing services for $200 a car. So this little barter deal made a promise I didn't think I, you know, would not sure I could keep. And I rolled up my sleeves, studied a little bit and figured out how to make an ugly little one page website. Well, 60 days later or so after we launched that little website for this guy, he calls me up and he's like, dude, the phone's ringing. I don't know what you've done. You've changed my business. You've changed my life. That was the big wake up call for me where I was like, oh man, this is really professional rewarding and I think I can make some good money off of that. So that was kind of the start of my path towards digital marketing. You, want, you know Stepping outside my comfort zone, doing one website for a guy that I wasn't sure I could deliver on, but I kind of pushed the envelope a little bit and, and again, kind of made a promise I wasn't sure I could keep and I ended up doing it. And that little bartered, ugly little one page website that did well on Google for this one guy ended up rolling into the kind of the full agency that we have right now. We've done hundreds of custom websites now and have scores of ongoing digital marketing clients.
0: Wow, that's an amazing story. Now, given that how you stepped out of your comfort zone, did something that you weren't even sure that you can do, what's your superpower?
1: I think a lot of it had to, has to do with just tenacity and problem solver and being really competitive. One of the things I love about Google and search engine optimization in general, and that is when we talk about SEO and search engine optimization, that's being able to get ranked on the first page when people type in a search result. It's a zero sum type of a thing where they rank essentially 10 people on the homepage. And there's other slots you can get like in maps or you can pay for them in, in ad words. But for me, Being a very competitive person and having that, the ability to kind of see those results in real time, because people, you do different things in life. And a lot of things like being, like, say, a good designer is very subjective. But seeing a result on position one on Google is very objective. And it's clear that you know what you're doing. So that always really drew it to me. And I guess my superpower is the fact that I was able to turn a pretty big weakness into something that I think ended up being being very passionate about. So I came out of school, you know, one of the side stories there is very nervous and a person with serious anxiety issues that I ended up not almost being able to like talk to people. But I think once I did that adventure into Asia somehow during that 10-year stint. I all of a sudden became like a confident man. You know what I meant? And I think I could now I got to the point where I feel like if I can put my head or if I can study something and concentrate and focus on it, that I can pretty much solve any problem that I put my mind to. So that could also get you into a lot of trouble. But I think having the ability to have that confidence in yourself enables you to kind of keep pushing that envelope and go for stuff as long as you know you're going to fail and you use that failure as a stepping stone, not something to hold you back. I think that's actually, for me, that's one of my greatest like superpowers. And the fact I'm able to take risks, I'm able to fail and not stew on those failures and use them as stepping stones instead of stuff to hold me back. I use that in my work now. And I'm a perpetual, people use this word serial entrepreneur, and I'm not quite like that, but I'm kind of like a serial person that likes to invest in new ideas and new opportunities and things that people haven't done yet. And I just know I'm going to lose on some of them. But fourth or fifth time around, I'm going to really hit, I'm going to be able to hit a grand slam. And it's gonna end up paying paying itself back for all the failures that I have. So that's I think to me that's kind of a general thing where it's not real specific. I do think I'm very strong at SEO. I've written a best-selling book and people come to me a lot for to solve that kind of a problem. But you know, internally I feel like anybody can get good at that if they put their mind to it. But certain other things that help, I think, keep help you stay motivated. Cause that's the key part of me in life, really, in some extent is. I mentioned earlier how I was in a job there. I was miserable, lacked motivation and passion in what I was doing, didn't really get a whole lot done. and wasn't happy. Now I've been able to find out where my passions are when you can figure out where your passion is. And all of a sudden you've got all sorts of extra energy. And instead of being miserable nine to five, you've got all sorts of energy to do your work like five to nine, right? Because you've been able to channel into that passion. And I think that's kind of where I feel like my superpower is.
0: Now, you've mentioned in your answer there, staying motivated, using failure as a stepping stone, and the fact that at one point in time, you had a serious anxiety, but you overcame this to become confident. Kind of playing off of that theme, how do you overcome challenges?
1: I guess the big part of how I changed or maybe grew up or even changed my personality some is I think we all go through life to some extent. And you know, people like this probably in your life. And I know certainly a lot of people in my, in my life that are like this too. But There are certain people that no matter what, they're going to always kind of be on the victim side or they're always going to the glass kind of half empty or find excuses for things that hold them back type of deal. And I was probably like that a lot. I think that in the very beginning, I would stew on things where I felt something outside of my own personality or my own self caused me not to be able to achieve a goal. So you blame other people or blame this or blame that. And at some point in my life, I figured that it just really wasn't the case. I mean, you can't sit back and stew on failure or be angry at other people that you thought have wronged you type of thing. And I think that's how me personally, I can overcome any challenge because now I'm so comfortable. I sleep very well at night knowing that there's a challenge in front of me. If I've given a 100% towards it and I've really thought about it and been tenacious in trying to achieve that goal and overcome that challenge, but maybe still come up short, as long as I gave that 100%, I always feel at peace and very content, whereas if I don't, then it's different. So that's kind of how maybe that's how kind of I evolved or maybe everybody gets at that point when they've like grown up and they're not a young person anymore to some extent. That's how I deal with it.
0: Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact
1: Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production.
0: As much as I would like to say that everyone gets there, I am a witness that not everybody gets there. There are people who are older who still, it's everybody's fault. That person did this so I couldn't do this. I think you nailed it. You get to the point in your life, and this is in life and in business, where you take accountability for your actions, right? Because your life is the sum total of decisions that you have made. That is so empowering. So that's a golden, golden nugget, as I like to call them. Because once you get there and you understand and realize and embrace that, sky's the limit. Because as you said, you're going to fail. The numbers bear that out, right? Steph Curry is the best three-point shooter I've ever seen. And he doesn't make half of the shots that he takes, right? So it's about taking that, that accountability and understanding that most of the things that you do are not going to work but recognizing that and embracing that and using those failures as stepping stones. Good, Love it. good, good well stuff. Said. So with all of that, give us one or two keys to success.
1: I think it really all kind of depends. I mean, you look at things where you always want to be happy that you're, to me, I'm doing well. And you look at the bank account and it's rising every month or every year. And, and I think that really helps out, but staying focused, I think is really, really important. But to me, it's just focusing on the things that I think motivate and staying motivated because we all go into my job right now. I say that I get really, I'm really motivated and passion, and have a lot of passion about what I do in terms of helping small businesses and helping people succeed online, that kind of stuff. There are still parts of the job <laughs> that are a drag, right? So it's really trying to, when we talk about motivation, I think you're always motivated, I guess, self-motivated to do the things that you like to do. But it's really trying to figure out ways to make sure that you stay on track to do those things that are a little bit less glamorous or things that you don't like to do, but are no part of your necessary steps in order to help you achieve your goals type of thing. So I think for me is staying disciplined. I One of the things that helps out a lot, and I've done this for a long time. I don't know if everybody does this or kind of what the statistics are, but I wake up really early, like an early riser, waking up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning and getting a head start. I do feel like, you know, I forget the saying, but whatever the military saying was the army or whatever you do more before nine nine o'clock than most people do all day. I do feel like that's a big chunk of helping me get through a lot of things and staying up here. For me, everybody's, I guess, biology is a little bit different in terms of maybe what part of the day they're even motivated. But for me, those first four or five hours in the morning are really important. I feel like I've knocked out almost a whole day at work by, by mid-morning, which enables me to kind of do some more things that are lifestyle or personal and take breaks, spend some time with my kids, you know, go out and do other things and then come back as that energy ebbs and flows. So I'm one of these people or have one of these work days that's very, I think, loaded up in the morning and trying to channel that energy that I naturally have when I wake up as an early person. And then I try and do things where I'm also using my energy as it ebbs and flows during the day, because I can't say that I have, but when I say I like to work five to nine or whatever, it's not like it's a straight nine hours of being a superhero, right? Because I'm a human being too, and we all get our own distractions and want to do other things. And for me, that means like working when I'm physically or what you know, I got the, like, mentally sharp and then taking a break when I'm not. So that's the beauty of sometimes also not having to work from an office because they're not, you're not asking you to be on top of your game from this boxing you in this certain hour type of thing. So I think for me, that's been a real key to my success, but also even for my company. I mean, we've got an office space. I'm in my office right now, but nobody works here. We work here to meet or to have office meetings or for clients and stuff. But I think having that flex time so people can channel and really work when they're motivated to work is really important
0: for that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, as we kind of wrap things up, I have a couple of more questions and I want to get a little bit deeper into what it is that you do. But before we go there, I'd like to know. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be, and what would you say to them? That's a
1: great question. And I don't want to be boring and be like, everybody probably wants to say and talk about some kind of a brilliant business person, like, I don't know, Warren Buffett or whoever else, Mark Zuckerberg or somebody like that. I think I'd like to, um, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but I do watch every once in a while, I'll watch some, and I usually binge watch one of the shows on television. And one of the ones I got into the last year or so that's a little bit late is Game of Thrones, (laughs) So the guy that wrote that book, his name is George R. R. Martin, and would love to sit down and talk to him and just kind of try and figure out how his brain came up with these like intricate storylines that are kind of all over the place and really like very unique and, and different to try and channel in and see what he used or what motivated him to get that much story and creativity. However, he authored that series
0: of books. Gotcha. Now, so we've learned a lot about you. You share some of your thoughts and ideas. We've learned kind of what makes you tick, what your superpower is. We've learned how you overcome challenges and some keys to success. Tell us about your business. What do you do?
1: So essentially, at the end of the day, we're trying to help people take their website and get more out of it, or if it's a static digital brochure website, turn it into kind of a lead generator. And for me, my passion really is search engine optimization. That's helping people get more organic visibility on Google. But to do that, we have had to become web designers. And so a big part of my business is actually designing and redesigning new businesses. Because what ends up happening with a lot of business owners is they need help, but they look for tactics first. So they're like, oh, we need more business. We need a phone calls. Let's try social media. Let's try AdWords. Let's try SEO. Let's try, we need a new website. Maybe that'll help. But at the end of the day, if somebody's phone's not ringing enough or they're not growing, it usually has to do with like their entire strategy. So anymore, it seems like it all comes back to who's your ideal client? What's your marketing strategy? Okay, we got to figure that out. Your website has to be a marketing hub and your own company's like publishing platform and the referral source for all their content and stuff. You got to tie it all together. When you do stuff, you start working these tactic ends like your SEO, like your AdWords, like your search engine marketing, like your reputation management. When you tie all that together and tie it back to your website the right way, all of a sudden you start getting much better return investment on all of your marketing efforts. And that's really kind of what our business does. We build websites essentially, but we engineer them to be Google friendly from the ground up. And then we kind of try to hook in all the integrated pieces of marketing today so that we can help people essentially get you know more sales and email inquiries and get the phone ringing.
0: Gotcha. Now, if you could give the enterprisers an actionable step or tip to improve their businesses today, what would that be?
1: The lowest hanging fruit for anybody, I think, is to immediately and every day as part of the routine, try and make a habit of collecting some kind of testimonial or review for the work that you're doing. Because we've become kind of a reputation review-based economy where people look for stuff, they hear from a friend or look from social media online, they do secondary research. If you provide a solution or a product that they need to solve their problem, You need to be able to prove to them with a lot of social proof that you're the one that they should choose, right? So the best way to do that is to make it a habit of your daily routine to make sure that when your people are happy and you're sharing information or you've done good work for them, that you make a part of your process to have some kind of review funnel in place. And some kind of an ask and a follow up so that people will review you on the places that are most important for you or you personally your business. So be that LinkedIn or the Amazon reviews, or especially for a lot of us, it would be storing up some Google Maps reviews and that kind of stuff. And yeah, because people are motivated to leave bad reviews when they're upset, but they're not customer, not a lot of times motivated to leave positive reviews in other places unless you stay after it and stay disciplined about it. Huge bang for the buck if you do this because you can use it. They're very important on these platforms, but you can also recycle them, use them on your website and other places, really help you improve your conversion rates and provide that third-party proof you need to like close sales. That would be the, the biggest think, The biggest takeaway is, is think about your the way you do stuff and make sure that when you know somebody's happy, And there maybe is that honeymoon period of delivering somebody a good result or the end of a project that you somehow follow up and get them to commit to some type of a review or testimony or someplace online so that that can be documented. And over time, all of a sudden these reviews really help build up your credibility and reputation online. And that's more and more what's I think become one of the most critical factors in terms of getting new business and growing.
0: As we wrap things up, Phil, if people want to reach out to you, connect, find out more about your business and what you do, How can they do that?
1: I love to hang out on LinkedIn. So anybody that likes, wants to connect there, please follow me online. I got kind of open connection policy on that piece is where I spend any time on social. It's not on one of the the recreational social places. It's usually on LinkedIn. Also check out my book site, SEO for Growth, that I wrote with small business guru, John Jantz of Duct Tape Marketing. We co-wrote that book and it's been pretty successful in terms of sales. And all the stuff that we do for companies and businesses is actually in that 200 page book. So that's at seoforgrowth.com. And if you want to see the little website that kind of started it all for me anyway, acwebdesigner.com is basically the place where I started that one little barter auto detailing shop that's kind of grown into its own little thriving digital agency kind of at this point. So those are kind of the three places that to find more information on me.
0: Awesome. So I know that you are fluent in Mandarin. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I don't know or care what you say because I'm not going to understand it anyway. Give us a little bit. Uh Okay, what did you tell us?
1: I said thank you very much for having me on your podcast, and I hope at some point in the future you can maybe come on my podcast.
0: Awesome. We will definitely have to make that happen. So thanks so much, Phil, for being with me tonight. I have, let's see, uh, three pages of notes over here, and I have golden nuggets identified. So I know if I got a lot of value out of it, I know my listeners will. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experience.
1: Hey, man, this is so awesome. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, LZ.
0: Enterprisers, I know I say this all the time, but it's true. Yet another awesome entrepreneur business owner with full of wisdom, experience, and as I call them golden nuggets, go out to the website. Make sure you download the three P's to empowerment. I want you operating out of your awesome zone because that is where things will begin to flow through you and not to you. So thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart for your support. I cannot do what I do without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will talk with you guys next week.